Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Memorial Day, everybody, and welcome to a special holiday edition of the Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us and want to give our extreme thanks and gratitude to uh, the families of all the fallen around the country this afternoon. And uh, again, happy Memorial Day to you and uh, to everyone tuned into the show this afternoon. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson, we're in the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us. want to thank Dickie's Barbecue Pit. What a great day this would be to enjoy some Dickie's on a Memorial Day afternoon. want to thank them for their support. Open seven days a week. Patrick McGee will be joining us later in the show, but uh, I know a lot of people, based on what I've been reading over the last couple of days, are anxious to hear this interview with Head Coach Scott Berry. And as always, he is with us on a Monday, and happy Memorial Day to you, Coach, and uh, thanks for sharing your holiday with uh, Eagle Hour and our listeners around the state. Well, Bob, I'm so thankful that you mentioned uh, right off the bat what this day really is, and it is Memorial Day, and it's to honor those men and women that have uh, have served and lost their lives in military service and the sacrifice they gave for, for all of us to enjoy it, uh, and so... Uh, I second those your thoughts too with the families of those right now. So, but you know it is selection show Monday, and uh, as well, and that's every Memorial Day. But you know that's the second most important thing that happens on this day, and it's the day we find out whether we're in or we're out. So, um, very thankful that we're in in the regional one of the sixty-four teams. All right, Coach. So headed to Ole Miss uh, as the number two seed. Uh, you'll take on Florida State Friday afternoon at 3 o'clock. Southeastern Missouri also in the tournament. Uh, your thoughts about the field and uh, and going up there to play? Well, it's a tough regional, you know, and I think even the uh, the host of the show, uh, Kyle Peterson, you know, mentioned that, that it's one of the toughest regionals that are out there. and But it's it's one that uh, any, any of those teams could make it out of as well. So uh, uh, would be very representative of what what they want in in a regional. So uh, we're excited. I mean, look, if you look at where this team started, where we are today, I mean, how can you not be excited? When we played Jacksonville State uh, and lost on that Friday night, coming off from a twenty strikeout uh, performance that we had on Tuesday before that against Mississippi State, you know, everything was looking pretty. Pretty glim, and we were four and five. But since that time, we're thirty-three and fourteen. So this team has matured and and has earned the right to be one of the sixty-four teams. And so thankful for our seniors that came back, that could have gone on with their, their careers. Some of them, you know, Stanley and Powell could have signed free agent contracts and moved on, but they opted to come back, and, and we're thankful for that because they have been huge pieces of this season and what we've been able to do. A lot of commentary over the weekend from the ESPN crews about the fact that Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech ended up playing eleven times in one season. We're not we're not going to see that again, are we, Coach? I, my my estimation. You could tell me if you disagree. I just I just don't think that's a good thing. 
No, it's not a good thing, and hopefully we'll move past that. I know we have a uh, we actually have a Zoom call tomorrow with all the head coaches moving forward to discuss some things, and certainly that's going to be on the top of the agenda for us is to move away from four game series and, and division and get back to what we normally uh, would see, and that would be uh, where you play eleven uh, or ten of the of the twelve teams that are in Conference USA and go back to the three game series. Well, that, that is obviously the way it should be. All right, real quickly, I want to run through the games. Uh, the first game against uh, Western Kentucky, another dominating performance by Hunter, uh, a 10-run uh, game. That's exactly the way you wanted to start the tournament. Well, it was. 14 strikeouts. He tied a, a Conference USA tournament record with that. Uh, offense was clicking. Defense was clicking. We did everything that we needed to do to come out on that first game in the, in the tournament and move forward to uh, to the game on Friday, or I'm sorry, on Thursday in the winner's bracket. So, but another outstanding performance uh, from the senior right-hander who's been consistent all year. High drama in game two. I think one of the most exciting Southern Miss games I've watched in a long time. And uh, Walker Powell uh, seemed to be a little frustrated uh, by behind-the-plate calling, which is a, a whole other subject. Uh, you you take him out after four innings, and then I think the, I think the the relief performance for the ages and and full of drama from Ryan from Mr. Ock. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know, Ock's been a big part of that bullpen, and uh, we have a lot of confidence in him. And we had to go to him a little earlier than we wanted to, obviously, but uh, you know he was able to get multiple innings in for us and get us deeper into the game to to hand it over to to Hurston Waltrip, who was absolutely lightning right. that night. And he made he made some of those Watt hitters who are very, very good like it. And, uh, you know, <laughs> he was hot on the gun. You know, he hit a couple of hundred mile an hour. Which, now, let's, granted, I think their gun is hot. But to see 100 miles an hour, you know, I haven't seen that except at a big league game. Right. And uh, right. so that was pretty impressive. And, uh you know, very proud of that young man. And, and what a game. If you weren't a college baseball fan and, and you just happened to tune into that one, you became one really quick no that, that night after watching two teams really get after it. Uh, Ryan Ock made him like it too, Coach. He, <laughs> he was pretty electric on the mound as well. All right, game three, and I know probably of all the games, this one frustrates you the most. Eight-run lead. Looks like we were just absolutely on cruise control, and then everything turns around. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, the six-run inning, uh, unfortunately, there's things that, that are out of our control in a game that can change a game. And, you know, I think there were some instances where that may have happened. Now, not making excuses, but, um, you know, I told my wife, I said, you never hear anybody say, well, that was football, well, that's basketball. But you hear people say all the time, well, that's baseball. And it is. There's a lot of things that can happen in the course of a game that could change it, that creates that that, uh, that scenario where you just, hey, man, I've seen when I think I've seen it or I haven't seen it, I'm going to. And uh, that game, uh, you know, we hate certainly that we got walked off, uh, not only both games, but that one particularly there when we were up eight runs. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, you got to give credit to a, a really good LaTeX uh, team that got really hot in that tournament and continued uh, to stay hot uh, all the way to the championship yesterday. But no. yeah, frustrating game. I don't get thrown out too often. No. And uh, and uh, you know I was asked to leave there in that last inning. No. 
And I'm not going to ask you to comment on it. I'm just going to say it for everybody that behind the plate umpiring was atrocious. It was atrocious. And uh, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you for being angry. All right, Coach. And then even more drama in the last game. And obviously, I have to ask you about this. The Internet, uh, for what that's worth, was a buzz Saturday night and Sunday about uh, the drama surrounding Game 4 and the decision to bring Dustin Dickerson in to pitch. Uh, in the ninth inning, uh, if you will, Coach, uh, share your thoughts about the about the process and how all that took place. Well, you know, the, re- the reason that, uh, well, first of all, it was another great game. Both teams really competed. They went back and forth. You know, one would hit one in the face. The other one would come back, hit the other one in the face. And it went back and forth. But, you know, what a shame. Uh, we were up 5-2 to two, uh, in, in that game. And, you know, if, uh, if we make a couple of plays, then, then we, we win that game. But that's, that's baseball, I mean, as we say. And uh, decision to go with Dickerson, uh, we've been, he's been throwing some bullpens in anticipation for us using, using him. You know, some of our bullpen pieces have been inconsistent uh, here down the stretch. So we knew that he was a very competitive young man coming out of high school. You know, the, the, the recruiting talk was, is he going to be an infielder or is he going to be a pitcher? You know, a lot of people said, hey, he's got to go to the mound. So, uh, you know, he's highly competitive. He has that it factor. He wants the ball in the situation. Back when we played Alabama in a fall game, we brought him in for an inning and he struck out three. Uh, he struck out the side against him. It was just electric. So, uh, you know, we felt like that was a time, uh, even though it was uh, everything on the line, do or die, uh, I'd do it again. Uh, you know, I know I know that Luke, he's grown up around West Jones. Luke has seen him enough in big games and, and, and knows what I'm talking about with the id factor. And uh, like I said, you know, we make a couple plays. We're, we're talking about this totally different. But, uh, but uh, you know, Dustin went out there and, and did everything that we asked him to do, unfortunately. Uh, just didn't turn out the way we want. All right, and I just heard you say you'd do it again, so I think that uh, that's coming straight from Coach Barry, and uh, that's the way it is. And you're right, Coach. Catch a couple pop-ups, catch a couple balls up in the air, and we've got it. we're having a different conversation uh, today uh, about that pitching move. All right, so we're going to get Luke involved in the conversation, obviously. Uh, Coach Barry is uh, going to stay with us, uh, as he always does, through the second segment. appreciate your honesty, Coach, and appreciate your always willing to – Come on, no matter the circumstance. More baseball to play for the Golden Eagles. A huge opportunity with a Friday afternoon game against uh, Florida State University. Luke will have questions and more about that. Eagle Hour continues with head baseball coach Scott Berry on Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day uh, to everyone tuned in this afternoon. To the Eagle Hour. Welcome back. Happy Memorial Day. We're talking to head baseball coach Scott Berry. Uh, postseason play about to kick off again Friday. Golden Eagles and the Florida State Seminoles. How exciting does that sound? 
3 o'clock on uh, ESPNU, I believe. All right, Luke, I, I took up the whole first segment. I know you got a lot to ask, Coach. Uh, jump right in. Coach, uh, even when we look at the, the weekend, Stanley saved your bullpen, and, and uh, you know Boyd had a no-hitter going into, uh, into the fifth inning. But when you look at all these guys, and I guess the, the silver lining from the, the two losses on Saturday is we were throwing freshman after freshman after freshman after freshman. Ock Ramsey and the, and the starters, apart from uh, Boyd and Etheridge, were the only non-freshman that you threw out there. And so, you know, there's a lot that, that Coach Oz and those guys can, can learn going into the regional this week. You want them in, in high-stress situations, and you were able to put them in those. Well, you're right. I mean, that's the experience. There's no no substitute for experience, and you know, good or bad, it's experience, and it moves you forward, and makes you better for for the future. And uh, and certainly, uh, those guys got a taste of that in this past tournament. Um. A lot, a lot of talk where the Golden Eagles uh, would land if we don't host. Uh, we're not, we're not going actually coast to to the Cake City uh, Invitational Regional brought to you by Little Debbie. That's in no Starkville, kidding. but we're headed to no Oxford, kidding. and we'll. We don't want you to comment on that. We'll hit that later in the show, Coach. But, but yeah, I mean, how this is a this is a tough regional. I mean, Florida State is your three seed. Uh, Southeast Missouri State they got a pitcher that's I think nine and one. That's going to be a hard case for uh, for Ole Miss. But you know what? What an atmosphere, Coach, that, that your club's going to be able to play in this weekend. Well, certainly one of the three uh, venues in the state that produce outstanding baseball atmospheres ourselves and. Uh, Home state, you know everybody knows the the tradition that all three of us carry. Uh, certainly, we're excited about our fifth consecutive regional bar program and being one of the sixty-four. You know, I just you know it's it's going to be a, a great atmosphere. It's going to be a great regional, a tough one uh, all the time. But uh, you know, just moving forward, I, people need to understand that how hard it is to be one of those sixty-four this particular year. There were only 30 static bids, which in the past, previous years, has been 31 because the Ivy League didn't play. That moved one more uh, bid to the uh, to the at-large side, which makes it 34 at-large bids. So when you start breaking that down, of uh, the, the at-large bids, 34, 25 of those 34 guys were consumed by Power 5 conferences. So that left nine at-large bids for everybody else, which is probably 220 baseball programs, only nine left for those um, that aren't a power five. That's pretty incredible. It's not, it's not easy to make a regional. Everybody thinks it is, but it isn't. Think about the programs that aren't there this year that have been their mainstays, Louisville. You know, you look at that, I, I look at – you know, Georgia, what they've been able to accomplish here recently. And those guys are sitting at home. And so, you know, we're proud of the fact, I'm, I'm proud of our seniors, that it didn't end on their time clock, uh, you know, with, with not going to a regional and continuing to have this streak. So we're excited about it, and, and it's in Oxford, and it'll be a great atmosphere. What was uh, we, we know you guys uh, were, were on campus today. What was uh, the guys' response immediately? Not just to uh, to be able to you know play in Oxford, but but the first opponent, Florida State. Well, I you know I think they're excited because I told them going in, there's no guarantees. I've lived this where you think you're in, mm, uh, yeah. but 
all of a sudden you're not. And and I told all the way up to the selection show, I usually know. It may be one minute uh, before the selection show starts that I find out if we're in or not. In 2015, when I felt like we should have been in, uh, at one minute before the show starts, um, Bill McGillis called me and said, Boss, I hate to tell you, you're not in. And um, and it just broke my heart because I knew in, in a matter of minutes that I was going to the hearts of our players were going to be broken too because we really did some good things then. So you know you never feel, you never feel like that you're in unless you you win the conference tournament. It's an automatic. So uh, and I told them going into that today that I hope pray that that we are called because we deserve it. We our body of work has proved it. But we'll have to wait and see. Coach, the league has two number one seeds and two number two seeds. We haven't said that in a long time, have we? No, we haven't. We're proud of that. You know, Conference USA is a is a fine is a fine uh, league this year. Uh, a lot of parity. Oh, uh, you know, the the top four that that ended up uh, getting in a regional had to sustain that down the stretch to keep that. Otherwise, you know, you, like I say, you can't give the the committee a reason to, to hold you out, and neither four of us did. You know, even with Charlotte's early exit of the tournament, uh, with going zero uh, and two, you know they were still able to, uh, to, to to maintain and get in there. Luke, coach, uh, looking forward to, uh, to to Florida State, a, a team this year. I know you hadn't scouted them because you've only uh, you know know you were playing them about an hour, but I'm sure that'll that'll start taking place. I mean, uh, you look, they went undefeated against Miami this year. Uh, they, they took two or three from North Carolina. Um, they, they beat two out of three against Notre Dame, who's a, who's a, a host. Uh, this is a team that, you know, Florida State, you look at it, 22 losses, but I mean, historically, what is the streak now? It's unbelievable how many consecutive regionals they played. And, and, uh, it's just, this is a daunting task. I mean, Oxford, when you look at it, it's probably the second or, or third hardest regional. And, and you gotta, you know, respect the fact that, that, uh, we, we really think that we've got a chance in this. Uh, what are going to be some emphasis this week mentally and physically to your club? Well, just to continue to play and, and compete like I feel like that we have. You know, I don't feel like we've ever just been out of one. You know, the attitude has been there to to uh, to see it to the end and, and do everything that we can to, to win all the way to the end. Now, obviously, the last two games we played didn't turn out that way, but you know, you can't you can't knock the uh, the uh, the desire and the commitment to win those games. It just didn't happen. Florida State's a tough draw. You know, I don't know anything about them. Jack Duggan just told me that they got a left-hander uh, that has got over 120 punch-outs and very few walks. So I'm sure that's who we'll be seeing. Uh, so that presents a challenge in itself, uh, you know, because we're predominantly a left-handed hitting lineup. But, you know, I feel like that we've gotten better as the year has, has gone along offensively. Uh, and so, you know, I like, I like our club and, and I like our chances of going in there and competing. Right, Coach, I want to ask you. You, uh, you go, ahead, Luke. go ahead. You hinted. You hinted with us, and you don't have to say it now. But you had hinted that you know you wouldn't ever. We saw it in eighteen in Fayetteville. You didn't hold Sandlin, you know, to, to throw against the two, and you kind of hinted a few weeks ago that it was going to stay the same. You did throw the wrinkle with Boyd because he had had a better outing against Tech. But uh, going into the regional, we expect to, to see the normal rotation. I would think so. Of course, everything I've been doing interviews ever since the selection show, we haven't really had a chance to talk. But 
uh, myself and Oz, but I don't see any reason why we would waver from what's been successful for us all year. You know, the decision to go with Boyd in that game one, uh, honestly, we we had made that uh, announcement to our guys the day before uh, to give them preparation of what we were doing. And if for some reason Western Kentucky would have beat uh, Louisiana Tech, then we would have thrown we would have thrown uh, efforts against Western Kentucky, and we just felt like he was a better matchup against their lineup versus uh, versus Louisiana Tech. And if Louisiana Tech would have won, which they did, and we faced them, then we would throw Boyd because we felt like he was a better matchup for them. So that was the reason why that was altered. All right, Coach, 90 seconds left. It's been an emotional week uh, for, for not only you and your guys, but obviously your fan base. You and I were talking before the show today about how much love there is and how much passion there is amongst the fan base. Your message post-conference USA tournament and going into the regionals to the Southern Miss fan base. Well, outstanding turnout uh, in Ruston, a presence. Uh, you know, I know that their administration even made comment in a couple of articles uh, of how loud Southern Miss's fans were and the, the tremendous attendance that we showed there, uh, you know, and that's a credit to our fan base and the passion for Southern Miss baseball. I mean, it's uh, it's one of the uh, it's one of the best I feel like in college baseball. I'm certainly passionate. We appreciate it, whether it's at Pete Taylor Park or whether it's on the road. Right, and and now you move on to the regional, and am I right, Coach? A whole new season, in, in a sense, it's a whole oh, new yeah, season for everybody. Right. Uh, for everybody. I mean, you look back at the run we had in 2009. I mean, who would have ever thought that we would have made it to Omaha uh, on that year? You know, that wasn't one of the best years. We kind of limped along and we dropped a bunch of series down there at the end, but we got hot in the conference tournament and, and made it to the championship game and were fortunate to slip in as one of the last five in. And, and then, of course, we were one of the last eight to, to the end of the year in Omaha. So anybody can... Anybody can do anything uh, right now. It's, it's Everybody's season starts over for 64 teams. All right, Coach, thanks so much for your time, and uh, we always appreciate your honesty and straightforwardness with us, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you next Monday. All right, guys. Happy Memorial Day. Same to you, sir. Coach Scott Berry, everybody, on the Eagle Hour. Luke, I think he answered all the questions about Dustin Dickerson. I would do it again. I think that pretty much summed He'd it up. He'd do it again. Right. We're going to Oxford, y'all. Y'all better buy tickets and show up. Southern Miss to the top. Always enjoy and appreciate the time we spend with Southern Miss baseball coach Scott Berry as he joined us 
in the last two segments. If you missed it, go back and check it out on demand this afternoon. Of course, Eagle Hour always available on the uh, iTunes podcast, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Walked back through um, both of the games on Saturday, the whole conference uh, tournament, as well as got his thoughts about the upcoming regional in Oxford, where Southern Miss will be joining Old Miss, Florida State, and Southeast uh, Missouri, and uh, starts Friday. Happy to have you on the Eagle Hour on this Memorial Day. Spend uh, some time in the fourth segment. Uh, just remembering again, as Bob's opened the show today, we uh, we can enjoy things like college baseball because of those that have laid down their life for the freedom and stability and uh, continuing excellence of, of our country, and we thank them. Third segment brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill on 4th Street in Hattiesburg. Of course, you can catch the entire Oxford Regional at 4th Street, and you can go online and check out what they have for their daily eight ninety five lunch. Patrick McGee from the Luxy Sun-Herald makes a Memorial Day appearance for us. And, uh, Patrick, a lot, lot to get to. Uh, I, I guess uh, you were over in, in Ruston uh, for, for the tournament and, uh, of course, great atmosphere, but kind of your, your overall takeaway uh, from Southern Miss and, and a disappointing Saturday. Yeah, I mean, it was so much went right for him and then a whole lot went wrong. Uh, you know, I think, really, if you go back to it, it's, you know, is one of those days where sometimes when a coach makes a move, they look like a genius. In other ones, they look like you know uh, <laughs> they're going to catch fire for it. So I, you know, I, I think uh, going into the day, I, I think Southern Miss as a, as a group kind of played tight whenever they got later in the stages because they know Tech is such a good hitting team and they've been able to rally so much. And uh, during the tournament, it was just like as each game wore on, Southern Miss just played tighter and, and tighter. Uh, I know Southern Miss was able to get that big homer from Slade Wilkes uh, there in that second game, but they just couldn't couldn't close it out. And it was just, I think, you know, if that's if if Southern Miss could go back and do that one over, they they could they would, and they probably would have gotten it over in one ball game, you know. Uh, yeah. So it's it's just one of those days that Southern Miss just would like to forget. It was just a lot of you know calls that could have gone either way didn't go their way, and. And it was just it was just one of those days. It easily could have ended after one game and everybody would be everybody be fat and happy right now. Yeah, it, it's not an excuse, but we, we need to mention it. Uh, Southern Miss plays four games. They're the visitors three times. They play Louisiana Tech three times, and they're the visitors three times. Tech played six games, never a time when Louisiana Tech was a visiting team. That's a Conference USA rule. It seems like it's a Conference USA only rule this year, but I mean, that, that's just, that, that just raises an eyebrow, Patrick, as far as the advantage it gives the other team. Old Dominion was able to win being the visitor in the championship game. Yeah, I, I think there's a good chance they revisit that rule because whenever a team's hosting and uh, they're a higher seed, it really, really slants things, you know, just, to, you know, in that aspect of the game is who's up last. It just gives them that little bit of extra boost. So it wouldn't surprise me if they go back and, and, and revisit that and, maybe go back to how they did it before uh, just because it was just it obviously gave tech a little bit of an edge uh, they're closing out ball games i thought you made such a great point earlier too uh it, it did seem and, and luke and i've talked about this it just seemed like every advantage went to louisiana tech russ anderson wasn't there for the first time since conference usa has had a baseball tournament uh, and you think that may have had some impact patrick Right, well, just the the day to day stuff, you know, whether it's the, the everything from the PA announcer to some other stuff. I mean, I wouldn't really factor in the 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 
the home visitor rule. It's just how things were kind of conducted throughout the week. It was a first hosting for Louisiana Tech, and it helps to have somebody with with, with the experience that Russ Anderson had uh, uh, really running some, helping run so many conference tournaments. He wasn't there to really kind of uh, set a guide path for things, you know, and, and really kind of lay out how they've done it in the past. So that's kind of an assumption on my part. Him just not being there might have, uh, unfortunately, he died uh, here this year. So it's it's really been rough on the conference. The tournament was uh, uh, really kind of played in his honor, and him not being there, you know, it was you could tell a little bit of a difference on how the tournament was uh, conducted. <clears throat> now we learned in talking to Coach Barry that Chandler Bess has has been ill. And he wasn't right. with the team this weekend, and I don't think a lot of people knew that uh, this weekend. And you know, he's a he's a key guy behind Ock. Looking back, uh, I, I want to ask you about that, and then I want to ask you about this too. Looking back as well at the Florida Atlantic game and losing that game after the rain delay uh, made a big difference in the respect that Louisiana Tech got all the home advantage games. Am I, is, yeah. am I right about those two things? Yeah, it's just it's it's baseball. It's one inning here, one at bat here, one <laughs> little thing. Uh, and, and as good as Conference USA was this year, you you needed to get a few breaks and bounces along the way. And maybe they're in, you know at FAU and coming into the conference, uh, Southern Miss just didn't have that many breaks uh, go their way. They seemed up to the moment very much at, at certain times. Other times they just played really tight. At times almost panicked. Uh, so it's it's mm-hmm. you know. It was just thing, things just, you know, considering how tight these games were, Southern Miss really was, was far from from its best. So if they can get right before the regional and kind of get back to being a stable unit that, you know, plays confident uh, through nine innings, I think they got a good chance at Oxford. So that's the next question. Uh, what did the Golden Eagles do to go win that regional? Oh, um, it's going to be tough. Uh, I, I'm not – I haven't really dug into Florida State yet, but I, I understand they've got the ACC Pitcher of the Year. Uh, they could probably go a lefty in Game One, so that that's going to be a challenge. I would expect a, a low-scoring game. Of course, I expected a really high-scoring game in that final game on Saturday, and up being a little bit of a pitcher's duel uh, there for much of it. But um, I, I think we're going to see a really low-scoring game on Friday with two teams really kind of trying to find that one inning where they can punch two or three runs across. So. Uh, going into it, you know, on on paper, it, it might not look like Southern Miss matches up that great in game one. But obviously, Hunter Stanley, as well as he pitched uh, last week, he's going to give Southern Miss a shot. And uh, it'll be interesting. You know, Southern Miss is stuck with the same lineup pretty much throughout. They're not that flexible. They don't have a, a re- really great right-handed bat that they can just kind of plug in and go with uh, to, you know, to take somebody's spot in the lineup. So, uh, it, you know. They just got to go out there and hit it. You know, they hit the ball not that bad over the weekend, but, you know, it sounds like they might be you know, facing somebody that's better than anybody they played in the CUSA tournament. Parker Messick is the uh, the guy yeah. you're talking about. Patrick, 3-3-2, ERA 7-2 overall. Opponents hitting 231 against him. He has struck out 121 in 84 innings and has uh. walked only 23. Big lefty, and but – you know, Patrick, and, and I, I can't compare because I haven't seen Messick pitch, but, I mean, you, you hit the Western Kentucky guy, and then Lane Burroughs saves Fincher for you, and you get to him. And so it, it yeah. wasn't a case, really, of, of Southern Miss not being able to hit over the weekend. They hit when they needed to. It was about what we thought was going to be the you know the, the strength of it was 
you had all, all these freshmen coming out of the bullpen with big arms and just the, the opportunity in a few places other than Ox seemed too big for them. Yeah, and I think against lefties, I think Southern Miss is better, especially compared to last year or the year before that. I think they're better against left-handed, left-handed pitching than they were to say start the season. Uh, you saw Danny Lynch is really hitting lefties fairly well now, and that's that's a big deal to have him kind of there in the, the bottom of the lineup being able to uh, uh, provide some little extra pop in there. So I, they're not going to be helpless against a, a good lefty. Uh, it's just just a slightly you know less favorable matchup. Uh, but yeah, I, I you know I expect them to compete against a good left-handed pitcher for you know there against Florida State. But it, you know it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But no, it's it's not one of those things where you're thinking, oh gosh, Southern Miss is facing a lefty. Uh, let's just take that L and move on. <laughs> hmm. No, I, I think Southern Miss can go in and hang with those guys because I think. Obviously, Hunter Stanley's going to hold down Florida State and keep them in check. Now, Patrick Luke, being the astute uh, sports observer he is, has indicated to me that he believes Little Debbie should be named the sponsor of the Mississippi State Regional due to the <laughs> cupcake field that the Bulldogs have drawn. Your, your, your thoughts about that? Yeah, they really went into the powerhouse conferences and put that one together. Uh, I, you know, those teams have pretty decent records. I'm sure they're somewhat competitive, but uh, you know, comparing if you compare this regional, uh, you know, I guess states uh, a seven uh, national seed and Arizona was number five. Yeah. I mean, go look at Arizona, the Tucson regional, just really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure why it, it broke that way. I mean, look at Tucson. It's, Arizona, Oklahoma State, UC Santa Barbara, which has won 39 games. And the four seed is Grand Canyon, who's also won 39 games. And so I, I just – I don't understand what – you know, how that how that happened. Maybe it's because John Cohen's in the room. helping this out. I mean, it was just – John Cohen. It's embarrassing. That's what yeah, it is. It's, it's embarrassing. It's really bad. It's really bad. Yeah. Um, you know, the people at Ole Miss must really be shaking their heads – they get southeastern Missouri, Southern Miss, and Florida State, and yeah. you know, and Mississippi State gets the the, the cupcake all star team of the tournament. Right? Yeah. If you look at La Tech's region, it's not that hard. I mean, they can no. get through that. No. Uh, you know, they they play Ryder game one. I mean, you mark it up <laughs> as a W, and you move on to play either NC State or Alabama, which were far from the best teams in their conference. So, Tech's not in a pretty good spot, actually. Got to catch them fly balls, Patrick. And got to catch them pop-ups in front of the visitor's bench and the different conversation, right, bro? Right, right. All right, Patrick. Thank you, buddy. Happy Memorial Day to you. All right. Same to y'all. Patrick McGee, everybody. The Luxy Sun-Herald. Luke and I'll wrap it up next. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Memorial Day brought to you by DBAD and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Summer coming up. Great place to get your softball and your baseball stuff right at DBAT and D1 Training. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. And 
beautiful downtown Laurel. Baseball finishes the tournament. I go two and two in the tournament, thirty-seven and nineteen overall. They finish going into the selection show today. Finish at twenty-two RPI, according to Warren Nolan, and are headed to the Oxford Regional starting Friday. They'll be uh, Southern Miss, the two seed, taking on Florida State, the three seed. Ole Miss, the one seed. Southeast Missouri is the four seed. Just to uh, bring you up to date on how a few other the Conference USA got four teams in. Louisiana Tech is. The 16th host site. They will. They're the one seed. They will be taking on Ryder, who is the four seed. <laughs> NC State and Alabama are actually in those. Also, uh, Old Dominion does earn a one seed. Of course, they didn't submit a bid. So, South Carolina and Columbia will be hosting that. Old Dominion will be taking on Jacksonville, not Jacksonville State, but but Jacksonville and South Carolina and uh, Virginia. Virginia is a three seed there. That'll be a difficult. Um, Regional and then East Carolina uh, will host Charlotte, Maryland, and North Folk State. Charlotte is the two seed in the Greenville Regional. Uh, you heard us uh, talk about earlier the uh, the Cupcake City Invitational Regional sponsored by Little Debbie. Uh, that's of course taking place in Starkville, Mississippi, where Mississippi State is the one seventh overall, so they're a, a national seed. Virginia Commonwealth University, Campbell University, and Samford University. And and I just want to be objective about this, though. Bob, when you look at, at Starkville, though, here's the thing. So State is finished at 8 RPI. VCU finished at 31 RPI. Campbell finished at 37 RPI. And Samford finished at 54. So at least on paper, they can justify it. But everybody knows, talent-wise, this is probably the easiest regional in the field. Uh, we also know that their athletic director was on the selection committee. Am I correct about that? Uh, I'm not supposed to say that. Yes, but, okay. but yes, you're right. Okay, but for whatever, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. All right, so Luke, your honest feelings about this past weekend? So okay, um, you you can't give up a six spot, and what's so frustrating about that is. We gave up those runs going into that that uh, inning, and Drew Boyd had a no hitter going into the fifth inning, and um, just you know, couple here, couple there. If you go back, uh, there was two crucial strike calls in that inning where we should have been out of it, right. um, and and that was why I think you saw Walker Powell's nerves frazzled a little bit uh, in the the first Louisiana Tech game is because they couldn't figure out the strike zone. The guy was squeezing them. And then he would open up, and they would nibble, and then he would squeeze down again. Um, there was some some real head scratch scratching, uh, and it was for everybody. But Southern Miss was on the losing end of some of those. I watched a lot of games of the tournament. The Eagles weren't even playing it, and the home play umpire, it, it was atrocious. It was bad. Right. Um, I don't question the Dustin Dickerson call. That was really one of the only arms that Tech had not seen. Uh, he got us four outs in that inning. We just dropped two of them. So, yeah, uh, I, I get it. And it's just frustrating. Or he got us three outs in that inning. It's just frustrating for how it ended. And what can you say about Slade Wilkes? Big three-run home run at Louisiana Tech regular season. Big three-run home run to give the Legals the, the lead. They just yeah. couldn't hang on to it. Uh, that, that's that's a question for next year. But if, I, if I'm coaching the ball team next year, which – Thank God for everybody. I won't be. Uh, I've got to find a way for Slade Wilkes to be in my batting lineup. And I know that they did give him a lot of opportunity early in the year, but pretty big jump, you know, from Columbia Academy to Southern Miss in, in baseball. And, and the kid had some difficulty adjusting. But 
it, it brought back the the shot Saturday night brought back visions of Matt Walner, Luke. I mean, this kid, this kid is big and stout and strong, and he he launched a, a rocket out of the ballpark in a crucial situation. He's got to get a lot of ABs next year, am I right? Yeah, and, and they tried to do that early in the season. He just didn't catch on. He was the preseason conference USA freshman of the year and but he came out he, he didn't he didn't just club that one. He golf clubbed that one. It was like a one handed shot. I mean it was a monster shot. And so that gives Golden Eagle fans a little little taste of what's to come with Slade Wilkes and hopefully, you know, this offseason he'll uh, he'll be a little more consistent batting average wise because you gotta feel like he's a he's gonna be a big bat to come. Hey Bob, before we close, I was watching uh, the movie We Were Soldiers last night. Um, and uh, one of the, the guys in, in that movie is, that was uh, pictured was, was Ed Tutal Freeman. He was a uh, helicopter pilot and 14 times took guys in and out, mm. wounded in supplies. Just down the road, um, Benville, Mississippi, born in Neely, Medal wow. of Honor recipient. A couple guys here in, in Jones County, Ira Welburn, Roy Wheat, and, uh, and James Slayton, all Medal of Honor recipients. It would do our listeners well. See see who in the cemeteries nearby laid their lives down for this country. Go visit it. Put an American flag by their grave and, and honor them on this Memorial Day. And don't don't forget their families. Don't forget to honor the families, the people that they left behind. Uh, those are the ones suffering the pain today. And uh, just God bless all of them. All right. Uh, that wraps up a Memorial Day edition of the Eagle Hour. Coach Ostrander on the show tomorrow. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.